Welcome back. It is another episode of Lost in the Shuffle. Today, special guest, Perry. Coach Perry, what's up, man? What's going on? What's going on? I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming, Coach Perry. So obviously, Coach, uh, I got in touch with you or, or uh, learned about you once we were involved in that uh, baseball trivia through Around the Diamond. I know you know those guys. I'm, I started talking to those guys. They were uh, really nice. It's nice to get some baseball content creators together and all that stuff. So looked at your page and um, yeah, I thought you'd be a great guest to get on the show. So why don't you tell me, tell everybody else kind of what you are, who you are, what you do, um, the goal of your social media, that kind of stuff. So go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a coach and I put that in parentheses because our quotations, because I, I'm a young coach, I'm a young baseball coach. And I use that to like my, you know, in terms of social media as I kind of leverage, to be honest, because I can, I know I can connect with especially younger players in a better way than, or in a more efficient way than other people might be able to. So my story is kind of long. I'll try to shorten it down to, you know, as condensed as possible, but I was played baseball my whole life, um, played competitively high school, travel ball, got the opportunity to play in college, which I'm still in, in right now, the same college I, I was playing at. And so what happened was when I, I was a pitcher when I got to college and my, my freshman year, my first year, it was actually my first outing where I had the worst experience of playing baseball ever. And what happened was like, it was a first time, it was like a fall inner squad game. We had to really prove ourselves to the coaches after, you know, the whole team was there and I had like two innings to pitch. So they're like, Perry, you got, two, you, got, you got two innings. You got the seventh and the eighth. I was like, all right, whatever. So I'm warming up. I'm shake, I'm nervous. I'm shaking. And I get on the mound. And I'm going to ask you this, dude. What is a pitcher's job? In the simplest terms. A pitcher's job? Yeah. To get batters out. Even simpler. How do you, how do you get to batters To throw out? the ball. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A little more. Advanced. <laughs> throwing in, in strikes. The, throwing strikes, right? Okay. Yes. I didn't throw one. I threw 16 balls in a row. It was the worst experience I've ever had in my life to date. You can argue that's almost as equally as impressive as throwing 16 consecutive <laughs> strikes, right? Yeah, it, dude, it was brutal. And it was what was funny was I was missing the same exact spot. I remember I was for to a righty batter. I was throwing up and in fastballs, just ball, ball, ball. And if a lefty came up, it was up and out, ball, ball, ball. And I remember after like the eighth ball, the second guy walked, I was just like, I had all these negative self, you know, self-defeating thoughts. Like, dude, how are you even college right now? What are you doing? I was, and I, I had, I diagnosed myself with the yips. And yeah. then I, you know, you can imagine I didn't get a single inning. I didn't record a single inning in my freshman year of college. And it was really hard for me, dude, because like I took pride in like the way I, I worked and how hard I worked. And when I didn't get the results of that, I was like, well, what the hell am I, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was, it was, a t- it was a tough year. I was working hard, showing the practices for four five hours a day, going to the games, traveling with the team, but not seeing a single inning. Right. Um, so that was brutal. Then I, you know, then it was the, after the year was over, things got messy with our program at our school. Uh, new coaches started coming in. Our whole, whole staff either left or quit or we got fired um kids were transferring out it was really messy and I I didn't know what to do I was still like on the border 
of do I even want to keep playing, especially at this program? What mm-hmm. do I do? Um, ended up quitting, made the hardest decision of my life, uh, February 2020, I think it was. Yeah. So a little almost over a year. Um, I remember like it was yesterday. I had, I had a conversation on the phone with the new coach that we had. So I didn't have a relationship with him. So it was an easy conversation right. for him. But for me, it was like I was breaking up with a girlfriend three times in a row because it was something I worked so hard for. And I cried. I, it was, it was, it was awful. Um, fast forward, you know, into when uh, that's when quarantine hit. And I want to say I, I gained like 20 pounds. I didn't know what the hell to do with my life anymore. I was like, what, what's going on? I was playing Xbox, playing, you know, Warzone and Fortnite with my friends. We had online school. It was, it was brutal. Right. Um, and I had no passion. I wasn't working out, wasn't working toward anything. So I was like, what the hell do I do? Then I ended up um, having this passion come back of baseball and this inspiration from a professor I had this semester before to do something extraordinary with my life. And that something extraordinary was writing my book, which was the best experience and the most time I put into anything in the world. But I did it in like four months. So it was like everything was it was the only thing on my mind for four or five months. And what's the title of that? Uh, Reaching Home Plate. Reaching home play. Okay. And you said it took what, four months for you to write? Yeah. I mean, I had ideas in the, in the, you know, in the past, but I didn't actually do it in fruition uh, until I had a realization that I had no idea what to do in my life. And but if, it, took, it took about four months. Yeah. If you're going to give a summation of what the book is, what, what was, what was the, the message that you're trying to give out? And it sounds like you're trying to, to speak to younger baseball players. It's not, that's not right. Cause I saw your videos and yeah. you were signing the book. You were giving out to young kids. sounds like you're trying to mentor them and what kind of lessons are you trying trying to give them? Yeah. So uh, the, the summation of the book is basically everything that I've learned up to that point about the game of baseball. And, that, and that's everything possible. So like recruiting the mental game, which is something I'm very infatuated about the uh, you know, your training, your workouts, um recovery stuff everything like you you need to know about baseball performance is in there but what i think makes my like my book unique is like yeah i mean you can take advice from me but then that's half of the book the other half of the book is like contributions from professional coaches professional players college players and college coaches so like i have credibility in some sort yeah but then like these guys are doing the work these guys are actually there what, are, what can this pro guy give advice to me? What pro advice can this guy give to, to a younger baseball player? So that's kind of like the summation of, uh, form of what it actually enca- encapsulates. Well, I'll tell you what, Perry, you know why I fucks with you? Because you are very big into um, motivation and um, those the, the words that you kind of go back to. I've seen a couple of your videos and stuff. And I, I always uh, contribute to like, I've heard it before that saying motivation is like hygiene. It's recommended every day, right? You know how hard it is to get up and do something that you don't want to do every single day. You're going to need to find external or internal sources of motivation to kind of continue that passion, to continue that desire. So those things that you post, I really enjoy because some, you know, I, I say things to people who are like, oh, it's so cliche. I'm like, that's real though, man. That's real yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I, again, I appreciate you for, for watching my stuff and relating to it. One, the one thing I would kind of piggyback off of is motivation, like external, internal is super necessary, but there are going to be so many days on any journey, on any path of success with whatever realm you're trying to do, whether it's, you're trying to be a professional baseball player, whether you're trying to be a CEO of a, of a business, um, 
that like motivation will sometimes most of the time won't always be there. And it's like, what else can I do? What I'm trying to get at is a lot of people who want to accomplish something, accomplish something successful and be successful. They like to wait for motivation. They like to hope and inspire or that they're inspired sometime soon. Um, whether it's a motivational video or someone talks to them and they're, oh, I have motivation now, let me do this, X, Y, and Z. But what about the days that you, you wake up and you don't want to do jack shit? Like, what, what, what is it then? Like, what, what, what can you rely on then? What can you lean on then? And for me, it's like, I got it's my discipline. And it's a discipline that I, I, I've always had trying to play in college. And then that didn't work out. So what else, what, why else do I have to do this? Is it because you're doing it for your family? Is, is there something bigger than you that you're working for? Like, the reason why you're working for something and motivation is great. Like it's the best. It's, it's awesome when you have a fire lit under your ass and you're passionate about something, but when you're, when, it, when you're passionate about something, it, 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 it drives you deeper in. Like, I, I don't, again, I don't want to sound cliche or anything like that, but like it's freaking real life and it's truth because there are days where I don't want to make any videos. There are days where I don't want to do any content, any, anything related to my business and nothing. Sometimes I don't even want to coach, right. but like, I, I do it because it's, it's what I stand for. It's my values and it's something bigger than, than me and what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so motivation, it's great when it's great when it's there, but like what happens when it's not there? We gotta, you gotta f- find a way to lean on like your values and something else. So that's just kind of what I wanted to piggyback off of right there. And what works for you. Like for me, I need somebody yelling in my face mm. you, you lazy, whatever. You came all the way from this to get here. I'm going to give you two examples. You tell me your favorite. My two um, motivation that I listen to that get me going, things I need to, to go through my ears to feel in my veins and my blood. Um, Andy Frisella, have you ever heard of him? He's of the course, owner. I did the 75 hard. Absolutely. You did? Okay, exactly. Yeah. Andy Frisella, his uh, Real AF podcast. I mean, when I'm either working out or whatever, that gets me going. He hypes me up. Um, ET, ET, the preacher, Eric Thomas, like his stuff is all good. You know, you need to wake up. He's like, I ate out of a garbage. And that stuff that like brings you to like, Hey, he came from here. And I'm sure you have experiences in your life. I have experiences in my life where I was down. I was, you know, ground zero, but like basement floor. And to get where you're trying to go, like, you can't stop. You need to keep going. That kind of motive. Like, I love that stuff. I love it. Inspirational. More like the first thing I hear in the morning that gets my, I put some lead in my pencil. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I'm a hundred percent like you in that, in that sense. But what I've also realized too, is some people, don't resonate with that. Like don't resonate with those type of people. And it makes me think it's like, why don't those type of types of people resonate with you? Because like, that's what, I mean, I, I love this. I love when people yell in my face and get in my ear. Like you ever hear of David Goggins and the stuff he says, yeah. bro, like his stuff's nuts too. Like, but it's, yeah. I don't know if he's human though. He might be superhuman, yeah. dude. I literally you know what I mean? like, I'm like, there's no way this guy's a real man, like a real person. Nah. No, dude, you got to be borderline psychotic to do, to, to do what he does. Yeah. Um, but I, I would also say the same about like what here's what intrigues me about sports and like high performance, because that's what I'm obsessed with. I'm not obsessed with like a specific sport. I'm obsessed with like high performers, um, like the Kobe Bryant's, the Michael Jordan's, there's and the Tom Brady's. There's a reason why those guys are at the top. And that's why I want to that's why I want to know like what tick, what makes them tick, like what what pushes them to just be the best? Like, there's a reason why they're the best. Sure, that they might mm-hmm. be gift, gifted naturally from the jump, but like, that only lasts so long. So, like, what what is that? 
What's that point? I, I think I it's know. their their willingness to sacrifice that most people aren't. Yeah. It's the willingness to sacrifice your sleep, your that extra two hours, that four a.m. to six a.m. They're yeah. willing to sacrifice that. It's that that extra two hours after after practice when you're hungry and you're tired and you don't want to say. I think it's the sacrifice sacrifice from your family from not seeing your kids. Tom Brady's won seven Super Bowls. You think he needs to play another snap, another yeah. down? He's got he's yeah. got that. Et says he's like he got that dog inside him. Yeah. He got that dog. It's a different breed, man. It's 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 nothing. Extra, it's just it's inside you. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, they are di- they're different breeds, and I think there's younger younger athletes that really need to not again not try to mimic or, or embody everything they're they're talking about or what they preach, but like let's see try to see a resemblance of how these guys actually operate because that's how you get better and level up. Um, so that's I mean Andy Frisell is great. And you said, oh, E.T. E.T. is awesome. E.T. Yeah. Awesome. I love E.T. Love their stuff. Yeah. And like, I understand I'm not going to be David Goggins. I'm not trying to be David Goggins. You know yeah. what I mean? But like you said, his values, his the ideas, I want to implement them in my life so I can uh, create that kind of those kind of um values those kind of habits into my life not exactly waking up at three o'clock in the morning run you know like that kind of stuff yeah, i'm like yeah, yeah. I, that's just not me and that's okay but it's the values that you're trying to implement throughout the rest of your life absolutely preach i preach that man it's awesome I mean, get I, me I, pumped yeah yeah <laughs> all right so that was good for motivation you got to tell everybody a little bit of who you are name of your book again reaching home plate reaching home plate guys check that out perry we're gonna do a uh Start bench sit, kind of like a fuck Mary kill, but yeah, we are yeah. a family friendly show, so we'll do start bench sit, and then we're also going to add a draft. So that means you can draft the um, upcoming uh category. Today's okay. category it is December 2nd. We are going to do Christmas movies, okay? So I got these Christmas movies. We're, we're not doing the traditional ones, all right? We're okay. going, we're going bad Santa. We're going four Christmases, Office Christmas Party, and then The Grinch with Jim Carrey. So you got those four movies, and you can do start, bench, or sit. So I think you got, what, one, two, three, four, five movies for start, bench, sit, and then you can draft any any uh, movie off of, the, off of uh, any time. You, not, not necessarily those. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to start The Grinch. Start the Grinch. I don't know if that's a basic a basic answer there. Could you could you say the the names one more time? The movies again. Bad Santa, Four Christmases, Office Christmas Party, and then the Grinch. I'm gonna bench Office Christmas Party, and I'm gonna sit. This is, might be a bold take. I'm going to sit bad Santa. Fair enough. So I guess four Christmases is getting the boot. Four Christmases is getting the boot. And then you said the draft. Now I can basically add a movie that I like to. Yes. Die hard, whatever, anything. Dude, I don't know if I'm going to sound like girly or cringy here. I, I, you, might, you might look at me differently from this answer. I'm going Polar Express. Oh, it, really? Sim- I know. I know. I don't want to get all the hate from it. I'm I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say girly. I just, I just didn't, I just didn't care for it that much. Really? And I love, and I love animated movies. Yeah. 
from from my like my when I was growing up, that was always like the movie to watch. That was always a movie to watch with like girls and cuddle. Like it, that was the movie, oh, bro. Like, dang. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, that's it. That's why I'm going Polar Express. It's got a special place in my heart. Yeah, and um, your pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going polar. I'm going polar. I, the movie itself, if I watched it again, I probably couldn't. Like right now at this moment, but just the memories and everything that is associated with it. Yeah, hot chocolate. You do a little. You know, you put the. You put the Christmas socks on, you put the P- Christmas PJs on, you just watch it, you flick it on. Um, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. really it. That, that's why I like that movie. Nice. Okay, good. <laughs> we got it. We got his start, bench, sit, and draft. So um, it is a hot stove at MLB. What has been your favorite player acquisition so far, or maybe the most impactful, your favorite, most impactful player acquisition? most impactful is I think it's definitely the Scherzer one. The one that I'm going to bring up that confuses me a little bit is like Javi to Detroit. Not really sure what value he's going to bring there. I know they're young and they're going to be young, but like, I'm going to be honest. I don't like Javi Baez at all. I don't, I'm not a Javi Baez fan. I haven't, have never been um, even when he was in Chicago. Like I just think, you know, he's legit. Sure. He, he was, I think he was so overrated and it's not worth anything that Detroit's given him. And I want to hear your take on, on Javi because I just don't like him. I, 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 so anything I say is obviously be a negative connotation with his name, but I don't like how he plays the game. I, I know he has swag and it brings a, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't like, I just don't like him as a player too. I think he's, I think he's garbage. So I'm from Chicago. I lived across the street from Wrigley for many years. Okay. I love the Cubs and I love Javi Baez. So I'm on the opposite side of you. I love him because he is swaggy because he brings that flair and I can understand. I, and I know he's the guy that if he's not on your team, you hate sure. him just like an AJ Pruszynski, everyone on the Sox love him, but everyone in the league, like I hate that guy. Nobody oh. likes you, you know? So Javi brings a lot of things that can't be quantified. The, the trickiness on the base paths His, I mean, you see the highlights. He, he, they call him the magician, El Mago. He does crazy um, stuff and he, and he puts himself out there and he takes a lot of risk and there's a, a lot of reward in that, but he does strike out a lot and he uh, doesn't have a very good plate discipline over the last couple of years. I know it's improved, but I think Detroit is going to fall in love with him. I think he fits that city, that kind of yeah. bad boy swaggy kind of feel. I, I just think Detroit's going to love him. Okay. I mean, I, I never really thought of him like that, to be honest. You, you kind of put a different perspective in my head, like taking the risks and stuff. And I mean, now I'm looking at him like, okay, that's not that bad, but I, I still don't like him. I don't like, yeah. I, like I, get, I like swag in baseball. Don't get me wrong. But like, I just feel like the way he does it, just like the whole, you know what, you know what bothered me and pissed me off was when he did that, when he was booing the fans, like what, what in New York, like what's York, that? Yeah. Dude? Yeah. Like what's that? Come on. Yeah. Now. Right. They're paying they're paying money to watch you play and, and they're paying for your jersey. You're gonna boo the fans. I don't know. I didn't like that personally, but that I guess this I get the swag, but you know, you're right. You're right. That I'm would have never back. happened. That would have never happened in Chicago. It happened in New York because he was just there for what three weeks and he's just <laughs> yeah. like, What the fuck? They're already booing me. Yeah. So I think it was just kind of the situation. But it. um yeah, I mean I love Javi. And I wish him the best of luck. But I, like I said, I think uh, I think Detroit's just going to fall in love with him. And mm-hmm. he's going to be there for six years. So good for them. How old is he? Um, he 20... 30, yeah. Let's see. 28. He is. 
29. Oh, his birthday was yesterday. He oh, just turned 29. Look at that. Look at that. Cool. Yeah, he just turned 29. So his birthday was yesterday. And then I think the most impactful is this is going to be Scherzer. Yeah. Um, I, I got a funny feeling. I, I hate to wish bad on, on a player or injury on a player, but I just feel like I, I use the verb. The Mets are going to met like the Mets are just going to met somehow and something's going to happen. I don't mm-hmm. know what, I don't know when, but they're not going to have the Grom and Scherzer for the whole season. Not, not something's going to happen. Right. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but you don't, you don't wish that to happen because that's the most disgusting baseball duo ever. The pitchers out there, but like, it's just too good to be true. I yeah, think it's also, yeah, you have the best pitcher in baseball, right? Yeah. In the Grom, in the Grom. How, how much run support has he gotten over the last what four or five years he doesn't get it so if you have those aces and you don't get run support what does it matter it doesn't matter you need to put up runs you got your ace on the mound bro scratch across three call it a day you know and and they're bound to have a couple bad games of course and you know chalk up more l's so it's a it's a really tough spot because Scherzer I I didn't think Scherzer would go to New York because I I always thought he wanted to retire as as a Matt that's what I heard okay I thought he wanted to retire as a Nat. And I remember last headline when he he wanted he had preferences of the teams he wanted to be with and it was all on the West Coast. I was convinced he was going to sign back with LA um, or somewhere else, but I didn't like, this Mets one blew me out of the water. I guess money talks, but but yeah. also from what I've heard, he has a home in Jupiter, Florida, which is 20 oh, right. minutes away from where the Mets have a spring training. Apparently, um, the front office talked to his wife and kind of convinced her about schooling and things like that. Like they work wow. the entire family. So um, this book right here, I don't know. Can you see it? The Cub Way. Yeah. So they explain uh, Tom Verducci wrote it. He explained the process when they were trying to get John Lester to come to the Cubs. And the, the process that they do is incredible. And it's, it's not just for the Cubs. I'm sure the Mets did it too. They compile DVDs. They sit you down and they're like, Perry, imagine you're on the, you're on the mound, game seven of the World Series, and you're at home. And they're like, Lester, Lester. And they're just, and they like paint this picture for you. And they're like, we have the best hospitals in Chicago down the street. We know your wife's pregnant. Like they figure wow. it all out. They go from top to bottom, your family, your needs, your wants. So I think that's just what they did for sure. And they did the best job at it and gave them the most money. Wow. I didn't yeah. know it was that deep. Neither did I, dude. They brought DVDs and doctors because oh, oh, he was God. pregnant. Like, like, wow, like, you know that much about me, but that's what they do to lure these players or to convince them to come to their city to play. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, if the Mets did that to that extent, like that's freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, you, do, I, you do wish the best, but I still think they're going to met and something's going to happen. Oh no, I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Feel bad, but just how, they're not going to, there's just no way they're going to be in first in the East. The Braves are going to somehow come up on top again, or the Phillies might. I don't know. Or it can be the same thing as last year, and the Mets are in first place all year, and yep. they fall in September. Yeah. And then the 44 and 44 Braves come up, and then they win the World Series. Yeah. You, you know, know what's crazy, crazy about the Braves take was, like, I remember I put a bet in. I know it's family-friendly, but I put, I'm, tw- I'm over 21. So oh, I, I put a – This is a, a heavily betting pr- brand, okay? <laughs> okay just great. so you know. Um, I put a bet in – I want to say June. I think that's when the Braves were like in third place at the time. For a futures? Yeah. I put Braves World Series winner. And I remember telling my friends about it. Um, I was like, yo, 
I know, I know it's not looking good for them. It's not looking great. They got injuries. Um, but you see the win. value. You see value. I, I in saw it, right? so much. I saw so much value because yeah, the Phillies, the Phillies were, were creeping up. But the, the thing with the Phillies was if like Bryce Harper can't carry the entire team. And they, right. they were my my one of my roommates is a diehard Phillies fan. So like he was talking about it. There's no way they were gonna do it. I knew the Mets weren't gonna do it. I don't care how much how long they were in first. And the best their best team in the East was the Braves. Like Braves are gonna win it. And then the another hot take that I took, which was in Jan- January of last year. Oh well this year, but it was it was uh for it was a prediction for the season. I was on a podcast and they were like, hey Perry, what what what's gonna be Who's your hot take? Like, who's going to be the breakout player of the year? I went with the Braves because I like the Braves. I said, Austin Riley, breakout player of the year. And, like, he was insane. Like, he had 30X-plus home runs, 30-plus home runs, I think over 100 RBIs, and then he, and he did sick in the World Series. I'm like, yeah, I mean, he was awesome. NL, uh, NL uh, MVP uh, candidate. Yeah. I mean, I was like, wow. I mean, I, I'm like a magician. Doesn't uh, it feel good when those things come true? And then you go back, right? You're like, what date was that? And you're trying to find the video and you're like, I'm going to yeah. cut this together and make, you know? Yeah. I mean, I knew I was making money from the, from the Braves pick, but like I needed to know when I exactly I put it. So I felt a little bit better about myself. Um, and I was bragging the whole, whole time they were in it. I didn't yeah. think, I didn't think Houston was going to get there. I really, I thought Tampa was just going to come out on top, but that didn't happen. Yeah, they spent or what did they win? How many games? Ninety-eight games. They win one playoff game, dude. Mm. Oh my god! Come on. Yeah, and I'm a Yankees fan, but again, so I'm who do you? Fan. So who do you like? So you like Yankees? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Yankees fan, but again, of of late the past couple of years, um, I just love high athletes. Like I like elite athletes. So yeah, I like watching great baseball. That's mm. just what I like now. But again, I'll, I'll go to Yankee games. I'll support the Yankees. Um, but we're, we're New York fans. So like New York fans are just like, if they're doing bad, like, oh, we fucking hate them. Like, whatever, they suck. Um, if they're doing good, like, oh, that's great. But it's not like it's still, you lose hope. Like, there's, there's never hope for for, for success. Right. For, like, especially, especially for like a Yankees fan. The Mets fans are different. Um, they just know, they just expect failure. So it's, just, it's a lot easier just to cope with it, right? Yeah. When you don't get your hopes up, they never come crashing down, you know? That's true. Yeah. That's true. I well, appreciate that. I'm from I'm from Chicago, so I'm a big Cubs fan. But I just moved to New Jersey in June or July in July, so that's why I got this Phillies hat on. So I'm assimilating to the culture. So Where I'm like Jersey? South Jersey, like uh, I'm 12 miles away from Philly. Okay. Yeah, so like right in South Jersey. Um, so yeah, so I'm just I adopted it as my secondary team now. I'll be a you know we got NL MVP down the street. So yeah, whatever. So listen, uh. Here, here's a name I'm gonna drop on the podcast. He's he's like a close, he's not a close friend. He's he's a he's a friend of mine. Um, he's in the Phillies organization. He he will be. Okay, I'm trying to try to make this a clip because it's gonna be funny. It's not funny, <laughs> but it's gonna be like a nice prediction. Um, future catcher for the Philadelphia Phillies within two years. I think it's gonna happen next year. He might call he might be called up next year. Logan Ohapi. Logan Nahapi. Logan Ohapi. Ohapi. Yeah. Expect that name to be called up some sometime next year. Because I think JT's on his way out, right? Or he's he's uh, I don't know. But Logan Ohapi okay. is gonna be he's gonna be in the he's in the in the mix. Another another name to drop out for the Phillies, because I love I love predictions. Ranger Suarez. Yes. Elite. 
He's going to be elite. <laughs> he's going to be like the number one pitcher. Like not Wheeler. Ranger, Ranger Suarez will be. That's what I'm saying. He's going to be elite. Yeah. Ranger Suarez is going to be a number one starter for the Phillies. Okay. Well, that's what we were. I was going to cover. I was going to cover next. Um... Oh, the next. Sorry. No, no. Uh, well, that was going to be the last thing. Hot takes for 2022. So we got hot takes. We got catchers coming up in the Phillies organization. Oh, hoppy. And then we have elite pitchers. Who did you take? Ranger Suarez Ranger. over 10 wins for the Phillies. Over 10 wins. Yeah. Yep. We, will, we will revisit this in July <laughs> and see and see where he's at uh, at that time. And um, and then the, the Mets one is just going to be under 500. Mets under 500? Mets under 500 for the season. That's, that's a bold take too, but yeah, yeah I'm going to do it. I am going to say the Angels. The Angels are going to be in a wild card game. Wow. Well, you know they're going to take like half the half of the uh, teams, right? I mean, this is, they said they're, the the new playoff expansion is supposed to be what, like 15, 14 teams. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Doesn't that make sense? Well, that's that's what I guess um, that was included in the CBA is their new playoff expansion. Did you see those rules? They said like the first teams, uh, the first seed is going to get a buy. Then the next seed is going to be able to choose who they want to play. They gave a choice. They get a choice. Imagine getting bumped out by the team that you chose. Right. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Talk about bulletin board material. Right. They chose yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Angels in the. I mean, that's definitely possible then with this with this new CBA. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's that was also what I was going to talk to you about MLB lockout and um, that accusation that uh, they were using two different balls during the season. I didn't know about the accusation. I wanted to hear about that, but then just a quick little thing on the lockout. Uh, two words that just needs to be resonated for the rest of the year, forever, every day. Fire Manfred. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's he's literally the worst commission out there. I don't commission. I, I don't understand how he still has a job. Yeah. I don't get it. I really, it pisses me off, dude. He, he, he is doing a horrible job with the sport of baseball. He's ruining the game. And I think he needs to get out of there. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of a baseball purist where I don't want too much to be touched with the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with the, the DH. That doesn't bother me. I don't like the the pitching rule, the three pitchers, uh, or the the three batters. I don't like that they want to put a shot clock on pitcher. Like right. all that stuff is, I, does not uh, sit well with me. Uh, just the the DHing, I'm okay with. But yeah, a lot of the changing of the game, I'm like, bro, leave it alone. You're not going to get people who don't care about baseball to start watching baseball because it's. 13 minutes less than it was last year. You know right. what I mean? And, and, you're, and you're just pissing off the people who actually give a shit about baseball. Right. Exactly. They're like, Oh, let's, we need to draw in more, uh, you know, people to the game. Well, let's highlight and amplify. Like you said, these superstar athletes, let's highlight them and make them become household names. Most people wouldn't know uh, Mike Trout. If he walked in the room, Yeah, like, who, who's that guy? You know, he's a big nice. dude, but that's about it. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff is just, no, it's annoying. Upsetting. It's upsetting. It really is because Mike Trout's arguably the best baseball player in the planet. And again, like you said, bro, like even when I'm coaching, some kids don't even know who he is. Yeah. Like it's a how, but they know who LeBron James is. Right. Cause that's all over ESPN. 
Right. You know? And, and they do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's <sighs> fire Manfred. That's all. Yeah. That's really it, dude. That's really who, it. Who do you got on your wall up there? Oh, behind me? Yeah. Um, Marcus Stroman. I Another, thought that looked like him. I was going to so, say, cause Cubby's just signed him. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll fit well there. Um, I used to, I'm, I'm a really, I used to be when I was a high school athlete. Are you shorter Perry? Yeah. That's you, you can guess why. Yeah. Okay. I'm five, seven, five, seven, half Asian, half Italian, dude. I don't really got much growing. <laughs> um, I'm five, eight on a good day with my hair, you know, wearing shoes. Right. Um, so yes, I was a pitcher, obviously looked up to Marcus Stroman cause he, he threw hard and he, and he the big leagues and also liked his message with HCMH was height doesn't measure heart. Right. So I was huge into that when I was younger. Um, I still like, like him now. I didn't like that. He was on the Mets cause I'm a Yankees fan, but, um, I think he's a baller. I think I like how I like his work. I think I still love him as a, as a guy. Uh, he, and he would always like retweet my stuff. Like when I was younger, I would always tweet out like, he, he, him and Mike Studd used to put out songs together in, in the past couple of years. And mm-hmm. I would always like screenshot that I'm listening to it or whatever. And like, yeah, would retweet it and stuff. He's um, very uh, active on social media. Yeah. Um, a lot. Of, yeah. Um, some like uh, illustrators that I've seen that I follow, I try to tag him in some stuff, but he's always retweeting or putting it to his page. He loves his dog, Suge. So yep. I, I, you know, drew like Suge for him and stuff. And yeah, he, he awesome. posts a lot of stuff. He's very, yeah, very active on that. Those are the kind of players that are good for um, like con- content creators like us, you know, for us to kind of target those people because they are so active and they're willing to put other people's work out there or highlight things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, he is getting a little too active on the social media because every time a controversial topic comes up, he likes to say stuff mm-hmm. uh, or or butt his head with other people. Yeah, and I'm not him, but it's just tough. It's just tough as a other other someone else seeing it. And uh, I, I like what he's doing, right? But then it's like you got to sometimes you need to chill out, dude. You know, separate it, right? Yeah, keep those uh, discussions in your home as opposed to out in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing was. Um, that there were two baseballs, two types of baseballs being used. And Rob Manfred was quoted, uh, this guy in Business Insider, I forgot his name, but this whole article came out. And I guess during the pandemic, they didn't get enough of the balls created that they wanted to, the dead balls. Remember, they wanted to get the dead yep. balls? Yeah. So they didn't get enough created. So they had to dip into the other balls and they were looking for some kind of direction. So Rob Manfred was like, use the, the old balls for um, the marquee games, those Sunday night games, the Yankee Red Sox games, and the newer balls, the dead ones, send those to the Kansas city versus Detroit games. And I guess he was quoted. The guy from business insider has him quotes saying this stuff. So he's deciphering what balls go to what, you know, and in the same breath, in the same breath, steroids and cheating are ruining the game of baseball bro get out of here man are you kidding me you know what i mean like he's he's talking about cheating also yeah, like, i, I you wish are... you didn't even tell me that yeah i wish you didn't even tell me, i wish you didn't even tell me that i didn't i didn't know this i'm i guess i'm stupid for not being aware of this but no that's okay yeah just look up a uh, business insider oh my you know, mlb God. or whatever and uh read it yeah it's infuriating he's just uh determining where these um special balls went pretty much he sucks man he is yeah. so bad Holy, I can't, I mean, who, how do you get to decide that, bro? You can't decide that. Well, like, it's figure out something else, figure out, it, find another way. It's just like, I don't know, man. It's like government. What are, what are we going to do? If the ones that are in charge make the rules, who do they get checked by? They don't get checked by anybody. They just do it. Right. 
Oh my God. Goodell, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it is just the way it is. I do want to wrap up here, Perry, but it is December 2nd. It is almost the end of 2021. And I want to know you, you're a very inspirational guy. You are very, um, you got a lot to accomplish. So I just want to know what are your goals for this upcoming year? I want to, I want to know what, what are you planning? Tell me about like your brand too, real quick, your brand on social media, because I'm trying to build my brand here too. And I want to know what you're, what you're building your brand and then what your goals are for your brand for coach Perry in the next year. Yeah. Um, my, my personal brand didn't really start until like last summer. Um, like a year after I wrote the book, I didn't really have a social media presence in terms of posting content. And on TikTok was like, I remember I posted two videos that like really went viral and people like 6,000 people shared my face and, and, and me talking. And I'm like, that just happened to me yesterday and today. I saw that. I just followed the other shots here. That's awesome. And that was two, so funny. Two million people viewed it. It's, it's, it's the most surreal feeling in the world. TikTok, I think, is the most easiest platform for you to get um, that out so quickly, right? Yeah. And, and so you get, you'll get the audience, but then it's like, now, once you have the audience, I also realize that it's all about providing value. So I always ask myself every day, how can I provide value to, to young baseball players right now today? Um, and I was always, you know, kind of doing it in the past, but not really like talking to them because now that I'm coaching, I have experience now for a little over a year of how to talk to players, how, what resonates with them, what makes them tick, what, to, what, what are the right things to say. And so it's easy in my videos to just flip on the camera and be passionate about it because I'm, I just pretend I'm talking to the kids I coach. So I'm just trying to bring as much value as possible. So the whole goal now for me going forward is. I have my own business in terms of talking mental game on, you know, over zoom. And I have that with, you know, clientele within the organization that I'm with and then also outsiders coming in from like social media. So trying to build that a little bit more is probably ideal before I go to grad school. So then when I go to grad school next fall, um, I'm aiming to get my uh, professional like certified mental performance coach, which is a lot of the title that, a lot of those professional mental performance coaches have in, in pro baseball. So that the end goal might be professional baseball as a mental performance coach, because I have a lot of mentors there. I like how you can work with elite athletes, but I'm not, I'm also not opposed to the option of like, Hey, if my business explodes, then let's, let's see what happens. I'm only, I'm only 21. I have time times on my hand on my side. So I'm just right now trying to make as much valuable content as possible um, and, and reaching like, reaching more people. Sure. But like, if I can impact two to three people a day, honestly, like that's all I care about. I don't right. care about the views anymore. Uh, it was cool to get the, the one viral one, a couple of viral ones to go out, but it's like, I got, dude, I got a comment. This is, this is going to get like deep, but this is, I got a comment like four days ago, I made a video on prioritizing your mental health and stuff like that. And it, it hit a kid. It got a kid commented, um, Hey, I really need this man. Like my mom just passed away like yesterday. And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. like that makes me feel like I, I felt for the kid, but it was like, shit, like that's the type of, this is the type of content I need to be putting out because right. that's what's resonating. And this is, if that's going to help out a kid deal with his mom passing, like I, I got to keep, I got to keep rocking with this, bro. Like mm-hmm. if I, if, so there's bigger things in life than just getting millions of views, this and that, like if you can provide value to people, if you can provide for the community, the community will serve you in the long run. Um, right. so that's what I believe. And so 
long story short, like make as much valuable content as possible, expand the business, and then go to grad school, see what happens. That's kind of what's what's going on. Very cool. Yeah. Sounds you got a you got a lot on your plate then for this upcoming year. Yeah, man. I'm I'm uh I, I just got out of like a heartbreak struggle thing and and I'm now I'm like just go 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 mode right right into the new year. It's perfect time. I'm gonna right. go eat, gonna go ape shit and, and everything I'm doing. Yeah. Well, that keeps you occupied too, right? Absolutely. If, you know, idle hands are never good. You get in trouble when you're, when you got nothing to work on. So at least you do have a passion and you can gear all that motivation and whatever you're feeling into something positive, you know? That's it, bro. You got to turn shit into fertilizer. Damn right. Yeah. That's, Lem- that, don't, don't quote me on that. That's my, that comes from my roommate. I, I, I okay. talk- <laughs> yeah, I get, we'll talk about that after the, the pod. Well, um, Perry, tell everybody where they can follow you at. Give your give your little plug so everybody knows where to follow you at. Yeah, um, Instagram, I'm at Perry.Quartuccio. Um, Twitter, at PerryQuartuccio. And then TikTok, at underscore Coach Perry. Um, and if you, anyone has any questions in terms of like the mental game or the mental side of baseball, literally hit me up with a DM. Like I'm, I'm, I, open, I open everything, I answer everything. So um Again, I appreciate you guys for listening and thank you, Pete, for having me on, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Perry. Guys, thank you for tuning in to a very inspirational and fun conversation with Coach Perry. We will see you soon. Check you later.